anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite libertarian podcast, Peddling Fiction. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me. On this wonderful Friday, broadcasting myself live from the Cinco Bueno studio. But back with me is my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. I'm sure he's been up to some really hillbilly shit the last uh, week and a half or so. It has been a while since our last our last chat. I do. That's on me again. I've been moving and. Uh, I got to say, it feels great to be back in my home away from home and have, having my own place again, having space, a room, desks and tables and like a workspace. I am on fucking cloud nine. So I'm having a great Friday. What's been going on with you, man? Oh, nothing too much. Just been working and uh, we've got the, got the baby goat finally. So he's been... He has been exciting and a lot of fun. We've uh, we've opened up the the cage and let him and and Trixie out so that they can kind of roam free. And uh, Ralphie, our our male, the father, he's actually been he's actually been really good, like surprisingly good, especially for a goat. But just like he's been really good for uh, just a regular dad in general. Like I think he might be better at this than I am. Uh, he he plays with he plays with charlie and they chase each other around and it's really cute and it's also mellowed him out a lot he doesn't uh he's he's not as aggressive he doesn't want to headbutt and and be a little pain in the ass quite as much he he wants to be loved on and rubbed and and behave himself now i think he's i think he's jealous of all the attention that that the baby gets and so he's decided to chill out and try to be a little bit affectionate so it's it's cute and it's fun that's uh so it's been interesting cool man and are you all settled in now i forgot what your status was more, more or less i've still got i've still got some odds and ends stuff i got to pick up at the old house and uh just we're gonna i think i'm about two weeks out maybe three from actually starting to gut the house that we're going to be living in and starting some renovations and stuff. So it's going to be a long, fun process. Yeah. Yeah. It usually is. And um, yeah, well, I've got about, let's see, I'm going to try for about two months here, a little less than two months now. And then I'll be headed back to Chicago probably like last week of May or maybe the first week of June to um, settle all my affairs out there and get rid of that uh, condo of mine. 
hopefully at least get it ready to get rid of that's the plan and then i'll have a quick fishing trip at the end of june in the keys with some of my knucklehead buddies and then i'll be back down here so um but the, the good news is that we can get back on like a regular schedule i don't know if that's been bugging you as much as it's been bugging me but uh normally we do i would do the show on like tuesdays and fridays so I would kind of like to get back to something resembling a, a schedule. And I think that'd be a lot easier for you. You got a lot more moving parts than I do. Uh, I, I was just, uh, just didn't really have a workspace to use. And um, I'm very, very excited. And I really do appreciate all of the listeners bearing with us during this transitionary phase of ours. <laughs> and uh, man, I don't know. I'm just in a really fucking good mood today. There's a lot of uh, retarded shit going around the internet that I want to make fun of. And we'll try to keep it light and fun on this gorgeous Friday afternoon where I am. It's actually kind of hot in here, but uh, it is cool, it is but you. it's, it's cool, but it's finally sunny. We've had rain the past couple of days and it's the, uh, the sun has come out this afternoon and starting to look, starting to look nice. So I'm uh, optimistic that it'll be a, a good day and hopefully a good weekend here. All right. Well, let's let's jump into it. The I guess, well, there's a couple big stories, and I, I just remembered one that we should probably touched on before we turned on the mics, but this um these war crimes or alleged war crimes that have been going on over in Ukraine. What um do you want to start with that? Let's get that serious shit out of the way. Yeah, I, I haven't been following it super closely. I was going to kind of do a, uh, a, do a hard dig on it this weekend and record something for my own show about that um, for, for my Monday episode. But yeah, some of the, like the, the general basics of it is U.S. media, especially, and uh, the Western media, more generally speaking, have really been pushing this russia's war crimes and putin's war crimes and everything but at the same time completely ignoring like and and the crazy thing about the the russian war crimes and everything is um did you see the pictures of like the all of the bodies in the streets i didn't see that many pictures i i saw a few so the really interesting thing about all the bodies in the streets was supposedly these pictures were taken uh like several days if matter maybe even a week after russian forces had left but all of these bodies in the streets definitely did not have any level of decomposition or uh appearance as if they had been had been in the streets for any amount of time other than like pretty pretty close uh pretty close time frame from when the pictures were taken. So uh, it's a lot of the Russian war crimes that keep getting brought up. I mean, aside from like the obvious uh, bombing churches, or I, I don't know that they bombed churches, but I know they've hit some hospitals and, and some other stuff and where, where there are civilians, like what are considered war crimes because they're civilian targets. And it's virtually impossible to prove that they did that deliberately because Russia can just claim that it was an accident, that it was an airstrike that went 
you know, that went awry, you know. So the the big stuff that they're really trying to push is these horrific war crimes. There's not a lot of factual evidence to back it up. But then on the other hand, you've got the Ukrainians and especially the uh, shoot. Now I'm suddenly drawing a blank on the, the Nazi uh, battalion, but you've got like actual video evidence of that uh, Azov, the Azov battalion, uh, just kicking the ever living shit out of people and legitimately committing war crimes that are like live, live videos of them doing it. And that gets completely brushed under the rug and ignored. Like it's doesn't exist. Like it's just a, uh, it's just a small fringe faction that doesn't actually have anything to do with this. Uh, so ignore that this, and focus on all of the very questionable and possibly fabricated Russian war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really add up with this one. The, the first thing that kind of struck me was like, I didn't see any of this on social media. You know, like there wasn't any and maybe I missed it because I'm not like the, you know, like glued to fucking Twitter. But like usually when something happens, like people are uploading it from their cell phones or something, they're taking video. They're like, hey, check this. Look, look what I just saw. Look what just happened. Look at this. Look at that. And there was nothing that I saw. And it just all of a sudden, all of like the fucking least trustworthy corporate establishment press on Sunday was just like, Hey, look at all these war crimes. And it's just like, well, why haven't none of these Ukrainians were like taking pictures of what they're like? Yeah. We interviewed this one guy and he was like tripping over these bodies in the hallway or something. He's like, he didn't feel like uploading that to Twitter to show us all this horrific shit. See, that was what was uh, something that was really frustrating, but also kind of crazy about the very beginning of the Ukrainian conflict. And it was actually a reason why I stopped paying attention to American news uh, channels and found uh, I found like a Russian and a French news station that brought that did English broadcasts to get uh, Ukrainian updates there for the first week or so, because all the like ABC and CNN and them were talking about was how TikTok was and social media was going to be like the change to the face of war in Ukraine because you had all these uh, Ukrainian civilians who were taking tiktok videos and and uploading videos and pictures and you got to see the atrocities of war live as they were happening and then within a week that shit was gone just gone like where where is all this uh live evidence that we're supposed to be getting of all these war crimes like where did it go yeah and you don't know if like maybe they tried to put it out there and because all of these fucking tech companies have these agreements with these governments that they're just censoring it like i don't know maybe they're like like they did with the fucking hunter biden uh laptop story like maybe they're doing that but i just thought it was kind of weird that like we didn't hear or see anything and then all like even up until like saturday there was nothing and then sunday comes around it's like boom this is like you know look at all these horrific war crimes which i mean it doesn't make any sense from like a russian perspective to be doing this you know i i understand that like in like the fog of war people do go fucking crazy and just execute innocent people and there's like a lot of i'm sure there's like a lot of like frustration and like you were talking about like with those nazi guys just like kicking the shit out of people 
Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, there's a long history of these false flags from our, our media. I mean, just, you know, more often than not, they are completely full of shit. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to be questioning whether or not this is true. Um, I'm not saying it's it's definitely a false flag, but like my my spidey sense is definitely tingling on this one because it just it doesn't really add up. And it, it seems to benefit, you know, Nate, the NATO side more than more than anything. And it, it just like everything aligns to get them exactly what they want. And I don't understand why Russia would would go around like what the benefit from their perspective is. So. I mean, that's why Russia has not been on board with this whole new world order, great reset thing at all. Like, um, like Putin has spoken at the World Economic Forum before, but he has uh, policy wise and just from a general stance on everything really been pretty anti uh, globalization of of. Things like he he wants a strong, proud Russia, uh, not a not some one world government thing, and and has been pretty opposed to all of this. Uh, um, like seeing seeing the way that they've really spun this against him because of the opposition that he's had to NATO and the European Union and everything that that the West and all of these like global powers that like, like we talk about. Uh, like Illuminati type stuff and the World Economic Forum, like it's some like cloak and daggers, like real secret society that's pulling all the strings and stuff. But there, but there's a lot of truth to that. Like it's not, it's not completely conspiracy theory nut job type stuff. Like there's, they have a very distinct playbook that they have published and talk about regularly for how they want to go about running the world effectively and. Putin's not on board with that. So, and neither is China. So like we're seeing, so I made this comparison uh, a week or so ago. We're seeing basically communism versus the new world order. And, and you almost have to like pick a side. Are you, are you with the communists or are you with the, the NWO fascists? Like, and it, like, that's what's really and what's really fucked up about those options is um, the commies kind of seem like the better choice. Yeah. It's almost like <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Well, the other thing that I thought um, could really shake up that world order was what Russia did with the ruble. Have you been following that at all? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're not, they're not, on gold standard but they're uh, they've basically tethered yeah like their their currency to uh to gold so which is an important distinction that i think confuses a lot of people like when we were on a gold standard it was like 20 dollars was an ounce of gold no matter what you could always redeem your 20 dollar federal reserve note for an ounce of gold and you know like a a dollar for an ounce of silver I think it was um, what they've done is they've basically just put in a bid to buy gold at, at was it five, uh, 
5,000 or 500 or 5,000. I can't remember the conversion uh, rubles for a gram of gold. So at a certain price, you know, it's like, uh, it was like just below 1900 or something like that. An ounce is the conversion that works out to in terms of dollars. So they, they're not on a gold standard, but they've, they've done something to sort of shore up their currency, which was getting its fucking ass kicked. Um, well, and they also, they've also uh, adjusted some of their tax regulations and, and restrictions on that, where that it makes it easier for uh, the Russian people to purchase gold and precious metals and stuff. Uh, so it, it's creating kind of a, a ruble to precious metals exchange rate that uh, that is easier for at the average person to participate in that market and and convert their money to like real valuable stuff. Yeah, and it's basically put a floor in for the price of gold. Like they're they're saying their buyers at you know let's just call it eighteen fifty an ounce. It's like okay, so anybody that wants to sell gold at that price has a fucking buyer for it. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I, you know, it's, it's sort of along the same lines as Joe Biden calling Putin a war criminal, like people in glass houses should not be throwing stones and the U S with how fucking what, uh, you know, precarious situation we are, we're in with the dollar just constantly losing value. The only thing that's really been our saving grace for the last, you know, 40 years is the fact that the dollar stayed on as the reserve currency, which means all of these foreign exchange exchanges that take place when countries buy things from each other, oil, gas, all, all this stuff, it, they always have to buy dollars first. And so that creates enough demand around the world for our dollars. So a lot of this inflation that we're seeing right now would actually probably be worse if we weren't sort of exporting it around the world. And at some point, all that, all those dollars could come flooding back in and this inflation could really uh, start running away from us. But yeah, it's, I, I thought it was like a pretty smart move on their part. Well, and then it, it's going to sound like we're like spending the first half of the episode standing for uh, Russia, but yeah, Russia's well, also Russia in a, a... <laughs> they're also in a unique position. Uh, did you see where the Slovakian energy minister was saying that if uh, so the eu and nato have this like hardline stance for any european union nation that they will only deal in euros and dollars and russia is saying if you're going to buy oil and gas from us you're going to you're going to use rubles and and so slovakia the uh, slovakian energy minister he said if we got to pay in rubles we pay in rubles like the energy the uh, the power flow can't stop so we're going to do what we have to do like there, which Slovakia is obviously in, in uh, a worse position than a lot of the other uh, European nations in that they get like, I think it's 85% of their oil and gas from, from Russia, but uh, like even Germany, I think Germany gets damn near 50% of their, yeah. uh, their oil and gas from Russia. Like all of Europe is pretty, uh, pretty firmly tethered to Russia for their energy supply. And like, there's only so long that they can hold out before they have to start playing ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe Russia is like the biggest exporter of natural gas on the planet. I could be wrong about that if you want to fact check me on it, but 
they're if they're not the biggest they're right up there and you know that's a big fucking deal uh, people you know it, it's really easy in the u.s to just get like caught up in all this like alternative energy horse shit and all of these stupid things that predominantly the Democrats with their Green New Deal are focused on. And that all sounds good on paper until you're actually living in a fucking world where energy costs are fucking skyrocketing. And you're starting to have to go without these things that we we've completely taken for granted my entire life. You know, it's we've been on a gravy train with biscuit wheels and uh, to use a nice hillbilly reference there, <laughs> it's about as hillbilly as I can get. But um, yeah, we, we just take this shit for granted that like, yeah, you, you flip a light switch and it comes on or you can heat your house. And, you know, it, it's really easy when you have all that stuff figured out to just be like, oh, yeah, like I can pay a little bit more in energy cost to be green and solar and blah and wind and all this other shit. And no, none of that stuff is anywhere near what we need right now and if you keep fucking around you keep poking this bear you're gonna find out real quick where um you know what you actually what actually works what's viable and what you need to survive yeah i mean i guess i live in cold country so we don't have a big you know problem with energy power outages and uh is that do you have like rolling brownouts or anything in mexico like i feel like uh europe these european nations are getting ready to experience what california gets to go through every summer right yeah yeah no I, not that i know of i i did lose power a few times last year but it was just this building uh i don't know what was going on but yeah for like i think almost for two days i didn't have power which uh, so something interesting you you since you brought up the the green new deal and the uh the green energy or the more renewable energies or whatever uh, our i'm glad we moved when we did the electric bill for our our old house is getting ready to and it's already high anyway like we have uh, the the energy the electric company there has some of the highest uh rates in this part of the world it's about to go up even worse because they are going to start shutting down um their coal-based plants and transitioning to uh, solar and wind powered plants. But even though there are huge state and federal grants that go to these energy companies to do this, they're also going to raise their rates in order to uh, make sure that they supplement doing making all these transitions. So, so a less reliable uh, energy source with higher rates and fuck all the regular people who already have trouble to paying their bill because it's already one of the highest electric uh, electric costs in i mean in this part of the world anyway yeah yeah and it's to to look you know a, a couple of weeks ago there were all those memes going around like oh just buy an electric car and just do this and just do that like these these elites are so removed from the average american and there's a couple stories we're going to get into today that just highlights how fucking off the mark as, as particularly the, the Democrat side is, but you know, the Republican politicians as well, like they're, they're in a league of their own and they live in this fucking bubble in DC that has, you know, it, it's basically just this fucking enormous parasite that sucks all of the fucking 
energy and resources and money from the rest of the country. So they never feel any of this pain. They can just vote themselves a fucking pay increase, which they did. Uh, I believe it was 21%. Uh, I think that's par for the course. That is like to the average American worker, the idea of getting a 21% bump in your pay is fucking unheard of. That's like moving from fucking janitor to CEO. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't happen, you know? And, and they're just like, oh yeah, we'll just give ourselves a 21% pay increase. Yeah. I, I just did the math real quick on it. That uh, I'll take that. That would be really nice. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is like moving up three, four, five positions in whatever company you're in. Like you'll, you'll be lucky to get a five, maybe a 10% bump. That would be incredible for a lot of people. Um, most cost of living adjustments that people get the like two, 3% because they always look at the fucking bullshit CPI like, Oh, inflation's 2%. So here's your two and a half percent cost of living adjustment. And then you get to see what, you know, Congress really knows what the cost of living is and uh, what inflation is probably really actually running at. Look at what their, their pay increase for themselves was. Yeah. Anyway. Um, should we move on to some more fun things on this uh, happy Friday of ours? Yeah, let's do some fun topics. All right. Well, we'll, we'll gradually transition from serious to completely retarded. Um, the other big story that's a, a serious one is that the um, they confirmed the first black female Supreme Court justice in Katanji Brown Jackson. I believe it was yesterday because that's when I started just getting inundated with all of this fucking hollow, nauseous virtue signaling from politicians. And it just, oh God, it's just so fucking obnoxious to see that all of these politicians just patting themselves on the back for doing the most heroic thing in the history of America, confirming what we already knew was going to be a certainty that Katanji Jackson or Katanji Brown Jackson, God damn it, I'm going to flip flop her name every time. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. And they're so fucking proud of themselves. Uh, and then there's all these like staged photos and like videos of her and like Biden, like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> it's like, it's sickening to watch. And, uh, oh gosh, did you see the, uh, apparently the Republicans like got up and walked out because that's the worst thing you can do is they got up and walked out after the vote. Uh, it was perfectly acceptable. And in fact, it was, uh, applauded whenever Nancy Pelosi ripped up, uh, <clears throat> Trump's speech or whatever. And whenever these like, uh, Congress people, democratic Congress people take these, heroic stands and act like complete jackasses but if the republicans do it that's the worst thing ever it's a disgrace to the house and i can't remember what else it was racist the headlines sexist were. homophobes i'm sure whatever yeah Drop i really like i really like how all of these non-biologists are uh identifying or uh, defining her as a as a female. That's very yeah. bold of them. Did did they consult any biologists for this confirmation? But, well, apparently, even if you consult the biologist, the biologist can't tell you what a female is or or what a woman is either. So it's 
<laughs> so yeah, I don't know who we who who's the ultimate authority on this. <laughs> it's dude, it is fucking ridiculous. But I you haven't know, seen any of the same thing about men. Like it doesn't seem like they have a uh, a difficult time defining men, which this is probably a sign of the patriarchy. We're just trying to erase women entirely, just make them not exist. Yeah, uh, part and of if we're going to do that, we should probably just ourselves. go ahead and end the 19th Amendment and get it over with. Yeah, yeah part of our privilege is our ability to define ourselves it comes much easier to, to men, especially white men. I mean, our privilege is showing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand why anybody really has a problem with this nomination other than the fact that Biden basically came out and said like he was literally just picking a black woman because it's time apparently so like i mean as far as you know if if you leave gender and you know race out of it and you just look at the you know the resume or whatever it's like okay whatever they just nominated like sort of a run-of-the-mill person to the supreme court i don't see anything special about her other than her gender um her fluid gender and her uh, race, but the um, the reaction to it is just. <laughs> I, w- I was tweeting about this yesterday because I was having some fun down at the pool, which I'm back at now. It feels great, but you know, I don't know if there's like a checklist or something that we need to go through of all these open positions for minority women of color. And if we can just pick one day and just fill all of those positions with women of color and then everybody, all these politicians can break their fucking arms, patting themselves on the back because they're stunning and brave and they're all heroes. And then we can just move on. That would be wonderful. I'm fine with that. But, yeah, it's like, you know, a year from now, there's going to be some other obscure position, you know, like. We did the president, then we did the vice president. I got the Supreme Court. I don't know like how how the progression goes, but you know if it's anything like the the first black president or the first uh, black female vice president, she's got some big shoes to fill. I mean those those uh the, those presidencies and vice presidencies have just gone swimmingly well. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzati.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzati, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I.coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Did you see, uh, speaking of the first black president, did you see Obama make his uh, return to the White House? Oh my God. I did see some of that. Joe got all confused and he was like, my name is Joe Biden. I'm Barack Obama's vice president. And then they Wait, were like, did no, he actually say that? And I was like, yes, yes, I'm. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, because I was like, I was thinking to myself when I was watching some of the clips and there wasn't any sound when I was watching him. I was like, I bet Joe Biden is totally fucking confused right now. And he thinks he thinks it's like eight years ago. (laughs) He was lost as shit. And then uh, God, that poor guy. (laughs) And then when it was all over, like everybody was walking away and he was just like standing there confused about where to go and looking lost. And uh, it was it was kind of sad. But then also. Uh, Barack Obama spent that entire time just like smacking himself on the back and and being yeah. uh, oh, being his... everything that that the left loves about Barack Obama. I, I mean, it was pretty telling for everybody that jokes that Biden is just a puppet and, and Obama has been uh, carrying out his third term as president. It really kind of looked that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Obama's narcissism was on full fucking display. I was just seeing all these clips where he's like taking, you know, high fives and shaking hands and, and you could just see how happy he was to be back in the fucking spotlight. And then Joe Biden's just sort of like sitting off in the background, like no idea what's going on. I didn't realize that he actually referred to like him being vice president. I I was just thinking, I was like, that's gotta be running through his head. Like he's in like maybe the, the last like couple of years was just like a dream or something. He woke up, he's the vice president. Oh man. And you do kind of feel bad for him because at the end of the day, he is just a fucking confused old man. And you just kind of wish that people would let him rest. But oh, did you see him get his second booster? Like that was, that was yeah. painful. Like, and not, not because I'm, I'm not good with needles, but like he, he was behind the podium talking and he says, all right, now I'm going to get my second booster. And then as, as he's walking over to sit down in the chair, he goes, I don't know why I have to be on stage for this. And then he sits down and like all of the, all of the press corps just like yelling at him and asking him all these different questions about like serious topics, stuff that's going on in Russia, all these other things. And the whole time he's sitting there like getting his, his shot, he just looks like spaced out and he doesn't answer a single question. He barely even acknowledges that they're yelling at him. Uh, they give him a shot and then he like, uh, like staggers off stage. It was I like, I, he is a, his political record is atrocious and he's definitely not a good person, but watching them parade him around like this, like you've got to feel bad for the dude, regardless of what your personal opinion is of his of his politics like it's it's getting it's getting hard to watch like it was funny for a while but now it's 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 getting a lot less funny I, and, and I, that's and that's me like I, I will make fun of everything all the time and and it's getting hard for me like to watch what's going on with joe biden it's it's pretty bad yeah no i i completely agree it, it's getting sad now and he's just like i said he's a confused old man he doesn't know what's going on and they're like kind of abusing him and they're just like parading him around as this puppet. Just, I don't know, man. It's just, he, he's, he was never very good at this to begin with. He doesn't have all his faculties. He just looks like out of it and tired. And you just want to be like, all right, man, go take a nap. Like be an old man. I, I don't know why all of these politicians like cling to these positions too, as long as they do. It's not like they're not set for life and they can just, you know, fade off into the, into the background or the sunset or whatever. It's like, 
I wouldn't want my legacy, you know, if it was between being president and looking like Joe Biden and not being president and just being the vice president and like going off and riding off into the sunset on that, I think I would be okay with it. But then again, well, I'm not like one of these lizard people in DC. Well, and like you said, like they're, they're set, they're financially fine. They don't need to do this. And it's not like the presidency is a super high paying job anyway. I mean, it pays better than what most Americans make, but it's not something outrageous. But do you remember when the, uh, all the big stink was being made about Trump's tax returns again, because they never could let that go. Um, and it was, it was reported that uh, Joe Biden had paid in like, I, I want to say it was like $3.5 million in taxes. The like on like his tax returns showed that he had paid in three and a half million in taxes. And everybody's like, well, here's Biden's tax returns. Why can't Trump show his? And I'm like, you're missing the fucking point. Why is a career politician paying in three and a half million dollars in taxes? How much fucking money is he making that that's what he's paying in? This is a career politician who does nothing. He contributes nothing to the world, to society, period, other than to be a fucking bureaucrat, and he's paying in three and a half million in taxes? Like, where is this fucking money coming from? People missed the people entirely missed the point of what was going on there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And well, you know, he's not going to be able to cash in on any of this presidential shit afterwards, like Obama. You know, nobody's paying Joe Biden to give speeches anymore. He's not going to be getting deals with Netflix, book deals, or anything like that. He's just going to be like the confused old man. He's going to be like Hillary Clinton. It'll be like he's he gonna, never actually was the president. We're just going to like forget that you exist. They're going to push, they're going to put him out to pasture. And yeah, they're just going to forget about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a really interesting time to be alive. And I don't, it was just funny watching them force it too with the Katanji Brown Jackson nomination. Like it's just her and him in this room together. Imagine just being alone with Joe Biden. Like that's who she wants to celebrate this moment with. This confused old man who has no idea what's going on. Oh, but I guess they sort of bring it back to her nomination. Like, I, in, unless Katanji Brown Jackson is going to strike down all of this unconstitutional stuff that the federal government is doing, if she's going to, you know, strike down the Federal Reserve Act and the income tax is unconstitutional and the other like 99% of the things that the federal government's doing that they have no justification for whatsoever, other than perverting like a few clauses of the constitution to basically render it meaningless and, leave it to, you can open into interpretation, whatever you want, you can interpret it into the constitution. Unless she's going to strike all that shit down, I don't give a shit about her fucking nomination. And nobody else should either. Uh, this is not going to do anything, even for even for black women. It's like, okay, great. What is this going to do? Uh, at best, it's going to inspire more black women to become lawyers. Do we need any more fucking lawyers, black, white, Asian, or any other variety? I don't think, you know, we've got an ass full of fucking lawyers. They've destroyed the judicial system. I don't think we need any more lawyers. And we definitely don't need any more lawyers in fucking D.C. of all places. So I don't see any real upside to this from the American people's perspective. 
And it's like, okay, yeah, great. Uh, the Like the three highest positions in the world now have black people in them. It's like when they compare, you know, white male privilege and they like talk about CEOs of billion dollar companies. It's like, okay, that's like 0.001% of the white male population gets gets to do that. The rest of us are like fucking roofers and ditch diggers and working, you know, for 50 grand a year. It's like, <laughs> right. I'm not inspired by like, you know, Bill Gates. I, I, that doesn't seem attainable to me, not the least of which with all my problems with technology, but I think you get the, the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, speaking of Bill Gates, and we are having fun with the, uh, the Friday, fun, a fun Friday. Did you see the, there was a report a couple of weeks ago that his, his neighbors were all pissed off at him that he was, because he's a new, he was being a nuisance. Apparently, he's been going through his like four million dollars San Diego mansion, and like he's been wandering around, like wandering around the neighborhood, and he's like doing all this uh, renovations and stuff. So like they're like gutting this house, and it's like just driving his his neighbors insane. Like they're just being way over the top with it. They, yeah, they said he's a nuisance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think was it a forty million dollar house or something? He bought oh, a forty yeah. million dollar house. It was I think it was a lot more than four million. I'm gonna say. 40. Yeah, you're probably right. Huh? Um, and then you know there was like nothing wrong with this house, but he's like leveling the entire thing and redoing it to his liking. And they're, they're just fucking, I mean, it's construction noise. It drives everybody crazy and he's not there. He doesn't have to deal with it. He's got like 10 other houses and he can just leave and they're working like all day. I don't know if they're working at night too. And he, I'll come by once in a while, like walk around check it out and probably give them like 10 other things to work on. And everybody else in this neighborhood who's probably paying an unbelievable amount in property taxes to live there just has constant construction noise all day long it would be even better if it was actually him like with a jackhammer and a sledgehammer like tearing stuff out <laughs> it's like dra- dra- dragging uh big pieces of uh of uh, uh sheetrock and stuff like dragging yeah. it out the front door and just tossing it out on the lawn like that that was what i envisioned when i first saw the the headline i was like it's that that would be so much that would make it for uh, make it a so much more entertaining story if it was actually bill gates doing that stuff himself yeah yeah there's no i mean i just the idea of buying a 40 million dollar house that you're not happy with is fucking insane it's just like hey i'm gonna buy 40 million i'm gonna pour another like 30 million into it getting it the way i'd like it and uh why did you buy the house like <laughs> just build just build just build one yeah yeah <sighs> anyway what he else? owns enough property anyway he could build one supposedly yeah yeah and i did i mean like i saw the aerial pictures of it i was like i don't know i don't get it i don't know why you'd want to live there i'd want i wouldn't want like neighbors and stuff like right up against me i want my own like fucking area but he's like it, it's basically like right in the middle of like all these other houses and stuff anyway i don't know Takes all kinds, I suppose. The, uh, I guess, sort of along the, the same insanity lines as defining women. As difficult as that is, I know we're we're still struggling to define gender, but there was a a press conference where Jen Psaki was was talking, and she addressed the the topic of, um, like gender reassignment 
surgery for children. So, I mean, the we're, we're going to play the clip here in a second because it is just absolutely insane. And if you need any other proof of how fucking far off the left is from the re- like normal America, I, I don't know if there's a better clip than this, but the idea that we cannot define what a woman is even like when you're uh, how old's Katanji Brown Jackson in her fifties or something, she can't define what a woman is, but we have to allow five-year-olds to define what their gender is going to be. And not only just say I'm a woman, I'm a boy or I'm a girl, but actually have hormones injected into them or hormone blockers and reassignment surgery, like surgical procedures at, you know, five-year-old, 10-year-olds, that's completely fine, apparently, in this clown world that we live in. So let's go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll play this clip and then we can get your reaction to it. Last item for you before we get to your questions. Uh, across the country, as we've talked about a bit in here, Republican elected officials are engaging in a disturbing, cynical trend of attacking vulnerable transgender kids for purely partisan political reasons. Today in Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans use with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health care for the kids they serve okay hang on i gotta pause it right there because this is like a almost a two-minute clip so we might be taking some breaks here first of all um the idea that they're attacking these children for purely partisan reasons is absolutely ridiculous to me um i i do think there are politicians out there that care about children um if there's one thing that like is not political i think it's stopping people from you know, for like letting their five-year-olds determine whether or not they want their dick chopped off. Call me crazy. I I don't think this is purely partisan. Like, I I think they actually might have a problem with this because they are sane human beings and uh, preventing life-saving operations. I don't know what legislation she's talking about. Um, Maybe we'll have time to look into this later and, and we can follow up on it next week. But I guarantee you, none of this has anything to do with preventing life-saving operations from children. None in whatsoever. Fact, in fact, she mentions that they're uh, ignoring kitchen table topics such as the economy and COVID and mental health. <clears throat> this has been uh, before before actual legitimate science became something that you couldn't talk about, this whole thing has been pretty well documented as a severe case of uh, mental imbalance and poor mental health. And it's a, uh, it's a mental disorder and it should be approached and addressed and and treated as such, not, um, not giving five and 10 year olds hormone blockers and, reassignment surgeries yeah well the other thing is i'm pretty sure about this i don't know if these numbers have changed but the suicide rate among transgenders when they get older much higher than the average person so if anything preventing them from making a life a lifestyle choice of this magnitude when they're that fucking young 
is probably saving more lives than it's actually preventing for, you know, you know what I mean? It's like the, the, the suicide rate among these, these people, when they get, you know, to be my age or something is significantly higher than the average, uh, the average person. And maybe that has something to do with their lifestyle, like, you know, choosing the, the, the wrong lifestyle choice when they were too young and immature to make that decision. I mean, like, if, if you want to go around, you know, the world and tell, tell everybody you're a man when you're a woman or you're a woman when you're a man, like, that's fine if you want to do that. But allowing children to make these decisions is absolutely insane. I, I mean, just think of all the things you do when you're a child and that you want to do when you're a child that seemed like a good idea at the time that you know, there's, there's nothing that shines the light on how fucking ridiculous this is more than letting children make this decision. When I was five, I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. I should have had, uh, <clears throat> I should have had reassignment surgery to add a shell and uh, cut me down to three fingers so I could be a, a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Like, I and I love fucking Batman. And if you ask my, like my best friend's dad, he will, probably exaggerate but i'd like i would always be in this fucking knockoff batman costume so it's like i i wanted to be fucking batman and you can do like you've seen these people that basically get all this shit done to make themselves look like cats and tigers and shit you know, all these tattoos and piercings and and surgeries to change their features to make them look like an like okay <laughs> like what are we doing here I, I'm gonna sue. I'm going to sue my parents when I was five. They should have. They should have transitioned me into a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah. They could use a. They could use another one. What would your weapon be? Oh, I was a Raphael fan. Okay. Oh, I like if, if I'm gonna be, if it's me as a Ninja Turtle, I'm probably gonna have my spear. There I keep go. it right here handy. Is that weird? A little bit. A little bit. All right. Let's keep rolling. Just like the extreme government overreach we've seen in Texas, where politicians have sent state officials into the homes of loving parents to investigate them for abuse just to harass and intimidate the LGBTQI plus community, QI today's plus. vote in Alabama will only serve to harm kids. But Alabama's lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies preventing care that healthcare professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. To be clear, every major medical association agrees that gender-affirming health care for transgender kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. All of this begs an important question. What are these policies actually trying to solve for? Okay, hang on. Uh, let's pause it there. First of all, she uses beg the question wrong. Um, everybody does this too. Begging the question is actually when you use circular logic and you assume the thing that you're trying to prove to be true before you actually prove it that would be begging the question um but okay <laughs> this idea that all of these medical experts agree that there's this consensus in the medical community that this is best practice to give your child hormone blockers when they think they're a princess or, or you know, like life-saving surgery, all these um, 
these elective life-saving surgeries. Uh, how many life-saving surgeries have you could you undergo that are uh, like a computer, uh, purely elective? By the way, and I'm looking at the the bill, and it it very explicitly does not apply to individuals with sexual developmental disorders. So the people who like it would legitimately be life-saving for that it doesn't apply to them. Shocking that they're misstating what this bill is about. I mean, I don't even need to fucking look at it because I know that this is bullshit. This is complete bullshit. And there's consensus in the medical community that this is best practice. I'd like to see a list of these doctors, like let the, have them sign their name to this because that is, first of all, fucking insane. And if there's anything that we've learned over the last two years, it's that the medical consensus can never be wrong. They get everything right. I mean, they nailed COVID. Absolutely is, nailed it. Is this the same medical consensus that uh, signed the petition to have Joe Rogan removed from Spotify? That one. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it's the same medical consensus that came up with the food pyramid that got that completely upside down. Uh, <laughs> can we just, anytime they claim there's a consensus, the government claims there's a consensus, assume the opposite to be true and you will be far better off. Whatever they're saying the consensus is, do the opposite. I, I don't know, man. This is there's like 20 seconds left. We'll just finish this up. Power through. LGBTQI uh, plus people can't be erased or forced back QI. into any What's closets. And kids across our nation should be allowed to be who they are without the threat that their parents or their doctor could be in prison simply for helping them and loving them. Wow. Uh, President Biden has committed in both words and actions to fight for all Americans and will not hesitate to hold these states accountable. Uh, okay. Loving them. They just love them so much. And I'm sure these, you know, these little kids, these minors who aren't allowed to make major life decisions on anything. Not, not, you can't make a decision without like parental consent on anything until you're 18. Right. You can't even get a real job without like a permit when you're 15. But if you're 10 years old and you want to be a little fairy princess for the rest of your life, you could just do that. And there were, nobody's going to question it. And this is clearly coming from the, the kids too. You know, it's like when these people have like uh, vegan kids or vegan dogs and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, this is really the dog's idea. This isn't the owner or the parent enforcing, like forcing their belief and their want onto these kids. So I found it. It's, it, it's, She's actually leaving out letters, so she's uh, she's forgetting about an entire oh huge subsection God. of yeah. She's gonna really offend people. It's actually LGBTQIA plus, and it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning, uh, intersex, and asexual, aromantic, or agender. <laughs> Should we just say, then, like, not straight? Can we just do that? Or is that too, like, straight dominant or something? Whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. Yeah, that's the... Uh, straight privilege. 
what's the uh, what's the straight straight whatever the straight version of the patriarchy is, gender, is. that's what you're is it cis is it the oh cis yeah yeah cis, that's uh, hetero, that's incredibly cis, hetero, that's incredibly cisgen- cisgendered i apologize i apologize to the Q, double q's and the i's out there i don't even know what enters cis- that it's the cistriarchy that's what we're going to call it <laughs> oh that's good remind me to put that on a fucking t-shirt down with the cistriarchy <laughs> jesus fucking christ man this this is so fucking crazy i cannot believe that by the way she's like these all these republicans instead of talking about these you know dinner table issues of the economy inflation gas prices this is what they're working on this is what they're working on turning five-year-old boys into little girls that's our priority. Meanwhile, Russia's pegging their fucking currency to the dollar. China's buying fucking oil and yuan. So it's like, this is what we're working on. This is like, talk about like playing the fiddle while Rome burns. Like, Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? Why is this a thing? Why does this have support? Are, are we that big of fucking pussies now in America that we cannot just say that that is fucking crazy? Yeah, it's insane. The number of people who uh, unironically buy into it might be more insane. Like I, I understand that they're that they are the vocal minority, but fuck, there's still a bunch of them. Dude, I wonder, you know, how many people actually buy into this, and how many people are just afraid to speak out against it. And what, like, why are you afraid of these people? <laughs> like. No. come at me cues and eyes do your worst like i'll, I'll go ahead uh, I, could you imagine like, how many cues and eyes and other letters would have to assault you like at the same time for you to actually get your ass kicked they, they're gonna slap fight you to death yeah well and you know i saw this uh let's see if i can find that chart where it's like i sus- i suspect the people who would attack you uh the way they would slap fight would make will smith slap look manly yeah that's true that is absolutely true but you know it's um i'm trying to find this chart here bear with me but it basically shows like the percentage of generations that identify as like lgbt whatever um yeah i already forgot the other letters and it's q i a plus what's the plot like we're just reserving a spot for the next like weird ass thing that we're going to come up with yeah, plus is for uh, I think you because you mentioned it. Um, I think plus actually encapsulates um, furries and people who identify as some sort of animal hybrid and all of the other. Uh, there there are names for all of these things, and I can't remember what they are because I honestly don't put enough effort into giving a shit. Um, but it, they, they do have like technical names and, I, and that's what the plus. I don't know why they keep adding more letters like yeah, that. No, I don't do a. the plus because it's getting ridiculous. So don't do the plus. Put in all those other fucking letters for furries and all that other shit. I want to see it all. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Let, no, let's no. It's already fucking ridiculous. So put all the letters in there. You don't just get to plus people. What if you were a furry and now you're just lumped in with all these other things? They deserve their own letter and your retarded fucking acronym. 
we're going to end up cycling through the alphabet like three times before we yeah. get to the end. We have to start all. getting into like Greek, <laughs> Greek letters, like with the fucking uh, Omicron. Oh my God. Anyway, and numbers I, and everything. It's... I got this. I got this chart. So this is from Axios and somebody sent this to me. Americans who self-identified as LGBTQ. So we're leaving out a lot of other, you know, very important categories there in 2021 by generation. So the traditionalist generation who were born before 1946 was 0.8%. Baby boomers was, uh, it's 46 to 64, 2.6%. Gen X, which is 1965 to 1980, 4.2. Millennials, 10.5. Gen Z, 20.8. So it's basically doubling with each generation now to me that sort of fucking destroys this argument that you were born this way first of all like how are we just exponentially more people are born this way right but i I, 20 20.8 percent of gen z is identifying as lgbtq now, if we add the plus back in there, that's we're yeah, we're like half the population now. We are the minority. Yeah, and this has nothing to do with you know um, environment, upbringing, parents forcing these these views on their kids. I'm sure. I'm sure we just went from 0.8 percent to 20.8 percent in you know what was that? A matter of uh, two, three generations. Okay. You. It's you cannot condition and groom your kids to believe certain stuff and behave in certain ways. I uh, mean, absolutely. mine don't mine don't march around the house chanting taxation is theft and asking when we can start burning down government buildings on a daily basis because yeah. you can't groom kids and you can't condition them to believe the things that you believe no. or to they buy are, into the things that you think are important. They are not impressionable at all. That's why we use bad language around them all the time. That's why I mean I do government- that. Yeah, I know. That's why the government doesn't care about getting their paws on them in kindergarten and pre-kindergarten now, and they want them in their schools for the first 20 years of their life. It has nothing to do with them being impressionable. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, uh, good God, how much longer do we have to wait for Elon Musk to put a fucking spaceship out there, like land on another planet so we can start over? I mean, he's taking the first steps by buying Twitter, so. Yes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a transition, and we nailed it. Um, I've, been, I've been having a lot of fun with this one, too. The Seeing the reaction of all of these crazy people, uh, mostly on the left, to him buying a controlling stake in Twitter, is it's just delicious on so many levels, but maybe you have a better idea of why they're so upset. So the big thing is, do you think it's because they're worried that they're going to start getting uh, blocked now on Twitter, or is it because their ideological opponents are going to be free to speak their minds? See, this is the thing that I've said about COVID is that if an idea is bad, if it doesn't work, if it's legitimately fake or false or whatever, leave it. You don't have to censor it. You don't have to remove it. You don't have to fact check it. 
Because if it is legitimately wrong and bad, it will prove itself out as such, and it will be dismissed. You only have to censor stuff and remove stuff and silence people if what they're saying has validity and you know it will start to control or it will start to uh, influence people to stop thinking about just the corporate, the corporately uh, approved narrative and start looking at things independently on their own. You, you don't have to silence bad information. No, no, only if you can't like the, the only thing you have to really silence and what government typically silences throughout history is stuff that um, is either wrong or they can't prove is right. And I don't know, I, I love this idea of Elon buying a controlling share in Twitter. Uh, I, I think that's probably one of the, the easiest solutions to this censorship problem that we've been having. And I just want to go back to, you know, the way things were when you could say whatever you wanted to online. And yeah, let let the, you know, the idiots out there identify themselves and put their dumbass ideas out on the Internet. And we can have one of these open and honest discussions that everybody's always talking about, but they never actually really want to have. Well, like in the early days of the Internet, you had the like message boards and all this stuff and uh like chat rooms and like private server you had all of these things and there were some of the most like outlandish ridiculous ideas and conspiracy theories and just like like legitimately crazy bullshit and that was fine nobody like it didn't end the world it didn't end democracy like people found that stuff and the nut jobs that uh kind of gravitate towards that sort of thing gravitated towards it and everybody who has uh, half a leg of sense laughed it off as silly and dismissed it and that's like that's what you that's the way society has worked like you know you've always had the uh the town the town nut job like you see it throughout classic literature there's always in the story there's always that one like crazy character that's alone and talks about all this nonsense and nobody believes them or pays attention to them like it's society has has its way of parsing that out historically and you don't have to and it doesn't require silencing it or censoring it or anything like that it's just people pick up on what's right and what's wrong and they dismiss the things that are wrong and they they actually look into and and go with the things that are right and so that's why they're so scared of Elon not letting Twitter censor everyone that says something that they don't agree with or that doesn't push the corporately uh, the corporate approved narrative is because they know that that stuff's not wrong and that, and if you if you can't stop it from being out there then people are going to see it and people are going to start looking at it and people are going to start thinking oh maybe there's more to this than what they're telling me well, I mean all of the gender fluidity spectrum hangs in the balance now because we can openly discuss how, how ridiculous these ideas are and maybe put a definition to a, a man or a woman. <laughs> so yeah, I could, I see why like the, you know, all the, the, the alphabet uh, community is all up, up in arms, I guess, because they're going to have to actually get, get some pushback on these ideas. 
But um, I, I just think like all of these attacks on Elon now by these like leftists. First of all, how many of these people drive Teslas was one thought that I had. And it's like, I saw that guy, Robert Reich, you know, he had this thing, like he's, he's angry because Elon Musk drive with a booster seat. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk apparently violated some sec disclosure rule by not disclosing his stake in uh, Twitter early enough, like within, you know, you get like 10 days or something. And so he waited, he, you know, he violated the 10 day thing and he was able to load up on all this stock. And now he's got these, these major profits on paper of like 156 million. And that really just grinds his gears. He's violating the law. Now the SEC law, that's what's got them so upset. Well, and the the thing about that is, is like, uh, so some of the the more insane leftists are trying to use this as some justification that uh, that Elon Musk should be forced to like sell off these the sell off these stock positions and relinquish his uh, his stake in in Twitter. Like that's not the way that works. Like there's there are very clear uh, regulations and and punishments for breaking them. And so there are some. There are a, some uh, some very clear stipulations that the federal courts would have, and the SEC has for how to go about punishing him for doing this. But none of it involves forcing him to sell off stock. None of it, like the only thing they can do is fine him. They might be able to force him to pay a fine on the ex, what would be considered the excess profits, right. but but that typically doesn't get upheld in court because they're unrealized profits. Nothing has been sold. So it's all, you know, it's all on paper. So they, they typically can't even get them to pay a fine on that because it doesn't in reality exist yet. Yeah. And well, I mean, just first of all, fuck the SEC. How about that? Um, fuck the SEC. Second of all, anybody complaining about this, would have done the exact same thing. If you can make an extra 156 million and pay a fine of like a couple hundred thousand dollars, like, Hey, we don't know if he did this intentionally, but if he did, I would have done the same fucking thing. Fuck your sec rules. I don't give a shit. The the organization shouldn't exist. Um, The other thing is like, they act like he's trading like on his own TD Ameritrade account or something. And then he's filing all these things with the SEC and he's doing all this paperwork himself. No, guys, this is a fucking billionaire. He's got accountants. He's got brokers. They do all this shit for him. So if you want to get mad at somebody, unless he like actually told his guy, like, don't file that with the SEC. I want to load up on fucking Twitter shares. That's not what happened here. Um, there are probably a, a dozen or so brokers and accountants and lawyers who are running all of this, and they're doing the, the risk benefit analysis on that and yeah. saying, okay, we can we'll pay the fine. We can, yeah, we can pay the fine and delay our SEC report or our SEC filing, and you know, run run our profits up. Like it's, I guarantee you, Elon Musk had minimal. Uh, knowledge of what was going on like he probably told him i want i want to share in twitter 
you do yes. it, make it happen in the best way possible for me. And they did it. Uh, yeah. the, well, the other, uh, I saw this, this one fucking guy, I guess he's running um, in Wisconsin. His name is Tom Nelson. His critique of Elon Musk, which I thought was very interesting, was that Elon Musk spent $3 billion or 1% of his net worth to buy stock in Twitter. How about funding our roads and our schools instead? And then I drilled down on this little thread and he said, my name is Tom Nelson. I'm running to retire Ron Johnson and I will fund our roads and schools. So that's his groundbreaking campaign, by the way. Funding roads and schools. If only there'd been a politician before him to come up with that idea. Uh, our education system and our roads would just be unbelievable. What's 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 uh, Elon Musk's three billion going to do for the for the roads? Didn't they pass this infrastructure bill that was some like one point two trillion? Do, yeah. do these do these people not understand how zeros work? Apparently not, but I, I I don't know if this guy is he arguing for privatization of schools and roads? Does he want Elon to have a controlling stake in the roads now and the school system? Because okay, I mean I'm fine with if he wants to buy some roads and privately run them. <laughs> I bet he would keep them up better than the state does. Oh god, and he got all these people. Yeah, like he doesn't pay any in taxes, and he should use the taxes for this and forgive our student loans and all this shit. It's like Jesus Christ, dude. He just bought some Twitter and now he's on the board. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I think it's great. I think it's fucking hilarious. Apparently he called the, the Babylon B guy to, yeah. to make sure that they got their account. Like he could have just done this because he likes the Babylon B, which I find fucking hilarious and awesome. Like that's what you do with fuck you money. He's doing everything with fuck you money that you should be like people dream about doing, but then once they get it, they never actually do it. It's like, wait a minute. I want, I want to see the Babylon B tweets. I'm going to buy fucking Twitter and change all the rules. I'm richer than God. I'm going to launch a rocket that looks like a dick into space just because I can. Yeah. And then watch everybody freak out about it and do all this mental gymnastics to get angry at you. (laughs) I, I made this meme and it should have gotten more fucking likes than it did. Because I took that scene from, it was kind of like one of the long ones, so I get it. But I took that scene from Batman where he's like at dinner in this hotel and he's got those two hookers with him and they start swimming in the pool. And the guy comes over and he's like, "Uh, sir, the hotel lobby fountain is not for swimming. Like, he looks back, he's like, oh, they're European. It's like, you're going to have to leave. He's like, just pulls out his checkbook, strokes a check. He's like, no, I'm buying this hotel. And I'm changing, I'm making some changes to the pool rules. It's like, that's fucking Elon Musk. That's that big dick energy. It's like, no, nah, I'm just going to buy this and fix it myself. It's incredible. It's great. I mean, that is that is 100% what you should be doing with fuck you money. Uh, like not buying yachts and a 17th mansion and whatever, like <laughs> Go out and just yeah, do whatever. Like, well, and then you know it's just so funny to go come back at all these people and just be like, "Well, build your own platform," because <laughs> now they've lost fucking Twitter, or like they think they've lost Twitter, and they can sarcastically be like, "Oh, yeah, just build your own thing." That's what you've been telling all of these like right wing white nationalists, right, for the last uh, ten years. Just build your own platform. 
Oh, okay. Build your own platform or you buy a controlling stake in Twitter. I don't know. I just thought that was great. Um, what else? We got anything else today? How long have we been going? Oh, I think we're going a little long. It's not, I mean, it's not bad though. We, it's been a, been a minute. Do you want to do the Brian Stelter thing? You got not that? Really. Okay. <laughs> not really, but I mean, we can. Nah, it's fine. We can wrap. <laughs> it's a beautiful Friday afternoon. I, I go down to the pool. Sounds like a plan. I got, I'm going to go check on the goats and the chickens. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, everybody, I will be available. Damn it, maybe not. I'm going to try to be available next Friday. I think I go, I think I'm back on my, I think I'm back at work next Friday. I'm going to try to be on happy hour because I do have like the most crazy, uh, Justin's redneck shit story that I'm going to, I'm going to tell on happy hour. It's so, for the happy hour. I like that. just for the happy hour. Well, I'm back on central standard time. Now we, we rolled our clocks forward last, uh, Sunday. So we're on the same time zone now. Uh, sunset here is like eight 15 now so it's it's around eight o'clock 8 15 something like that so we can uh we can do 7 30 we could stay at 7 30 i think later is better for people but i'm not sure it's not better for you right uh if i am at work it will uh, better is later if i'm at work oh okay well let's uh well let's stay at 7 30 and then we can resume our our sunset happy hours which was one of the impetus uh, impetuses for this thing to begin with was like, you guys get to enjoy the sunset as you're sitting in your miserable uh, Chicago homes and it's snowing and it's dreary and everything sucks. I give you a little piece of paradise and the way you can get in on that is a couple ways. Although for this next one, yeah, this next one, we won't be inviting the, the top contributors. We invite the top Facebook private Facebook group contributors once a month um, the following month to the, the the first happy hour. So if like you're very active in the group, mostly I just like posting memes and stuff like that, um, you get invited. If you're one of the top 10 contributors, we invite you to the happy hour the following month. Or you can become a supporting listener of the show. Go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination you want. And that will get you in. It really is a lot of fun. And uh, now that I'm back in this spot, you get to enjoy a nice sunset in addition to cocktails and uh, our company. So it's a win-win. Helps keep the lights on around here. The other thing is... Um, and this is not my fault because I've been really bad about sharing the, the links with this, but we do have a, a merchandise site up. It's it's on T Public is the name of the site. So like T like T-shirt T E E Public dot com, and then I think it's like slash peddling fiction should take you to the page. But I will link to it again in the description, and I will get that out there more. I've put some designs on there, some of my favorite memes and stuff that you can like print onto a mug or whatever. And uh, I'm working on some other designs, some cellulite super spreader gear. So keep your eyes out for that. Check out the merchandise site. They're going to be having a sale. I got to talk to this lady, but they usually have a sale like every couple of months. So you can get like 15% off or something. And I got to do a better job of uh, staying on top of that. So that's something I will be working on. Uh, the cellulite super spreader is happening again in 2022. 
And I've been talking to uh, Mark Clare, Lions of Liberty. He's going to help me put it on this year. And I think we're going to do it again in December. I know there were some people that were like, I don't know about December and the, uh, the happy hour. I can't remember which dates didn't work for them because I was a little tipsy. But uh, I think December is a good time to do it. I don't know. Doesn't everybody want to take a little vacation in December and get out of that cold weather, come down to paradise, enjoy some fun in the sun? and get to, to meet some really cool uh, libertarians, like-minded individuals, get close and personal with your favorite podcasters. I don't know who we're going to have, but I know, um, you know, Clint Russell had a, a really good time. I think he would come back. Obviously, Mark Claire is going to be here. Um, I don't know about Robbie the Fire. <laughs> he might take some convincing. He was very skittish down here in Mexico, but maybe now that he survived it, he'll be willing to come back but we'll see maybe we can get uh the big name dave smith who i would have gone for if he wasn't having a kid so no offense to robbie robbie did fucking kill it and i really enjoyed podcasting with him and his stand-up was fucking great so it was a lot of fun last year and this year it will be better so block off some time on your calendar it'll be like a long weekend kind of thing like two or three days as we did before but like I always recommend, you're going to want to stay for at least a week. Get, you know, get a nice tan, have some time to do some surfing and, or whatever, hang out at the beach and uh, just have some fun. So keep, uh, keep your calendar open for December for Sayuli to Super Spreader 2022. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And I, I don't know, anything you need to plug? Eh good not today that was a long that was a lot <laughs> all right and if you guys can do all that for us we will be back on tuesday resuming our regularly scheduled programming with a brand new episode for you and until then you know the drill just keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace